0: This is exactly right. When I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home
1: Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. We're, of course, in the backyard. I'm, you know, I said I was not going to take the backyard for granted probably a few months ago and then immediately started taking it for granted. And then, you know, so we're trying to return to a place of being happy in the backyard. I love it. I love being here. And uh, I hope by the time this podcast reaches you, uh, egg prices have stabilized. I feel like that's a big issue for all of us right now. It's got to repair itself. The birds have got to, whatever is happening with them, maybe they're healthy now or what have you. Let's try not to think about the super volcano in Wyoming for the next hour or so. And let's get into the podcast. I think today's guest is so terrific. I'm so excited to have him here. It's David Desmalchin.
2: Hi. David, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. I, I love this, and by the way, you have, doesn't look like you've taken this this space for granted at all. It's gorgeous, it's lovely. I could just sit here for hours. <laughs> well, let's make this our like first five hour episode. It's gonna be. We're gonna set. I, I like I like to be the biggest in everything I do. So I want to have the biggest gifts, the biggest podcast, the longest interview you've ever given. I don't care if you're in pain and misery by the end of this. I'm gonna sit here as long as I feel like because it's beautiful. There's like children playing. There's birds chirping. You've really created quite a space back here.
1: Well, I, uh, I appreciate that. I can take almost no credit for it, but I'm trying
2: to maintain. This is Hollywood, Bridger. Take the credit. <laughs> take the credit. That's a good In point. fact, I, since Bridger's not taking the credit, everyone who's listening, I'd like you to know that I've actually been the one responsible for creating <laughs> this incredible space We'd like to thank David, my contractor, for finally coming on the podcast. He's done a beautiful job with the home. He acts, he writes, <laughs> he contracts. <laughs> I wish I could contract. My wife would think that's so hot. She loves it at what I do, but I do. I think if I could fix one thing in my home, oh. she would just be like, the clothes would be ripped off me in a second. <laughs> I come in so excited about the new comic book that I've written. You know, and I get a very, very loving and supportive pat on the back. But if I could one time... A leaky. Uh, we have a leaky uh, uh, skylight that has been leaking oh. forever. It's like you, your garage. Is it better? Did you fix
1: it, the, David? The situation with the water <laughs> is. I mean, I'm hearing this, hearing a leak in your home. It is setting off so many trauma alarms. Trigger, in my brain. trigger, trigger alert, trigger alert. It's too much for me. I mean, I'm. It's also comforting to know that another person has the misery of water coming in. The misery.
2: The misery. Luckily, we're, we're, we're Angelinos, oh, So yeah. it's a short pick of time in which then we quickly relegate it back to the backs of our minds so we don't think about it anymore. And then the next year or <laughs> two years later, it comes around and we go, oh, I was supposed to fix that. And now yes. I'm finally doing it. And you know how I'm doing it? How? I'm going to give you the trick. Are you ready? Okay, I need. Because I, I think need. you need the same trick as I have called delegation (laughs) you pay someone else
1: who are you but how do you decide on who to delegate i'm a a
2: rule of threes guy okay i believe in a rule of threes i get three quotes and i always go with the cheapest one wow (laughs) and so are you is is it necessarily the best candidate for the job (laughs) is it the guy who showed up with the ladder that looked like it was duct taped together and his pregnant wife this isn't a made-up story his pregnant wife who he was making climb the ladder up to my roof to uh take a look around that's that's a true story, but their price quote was about one-third of everyone else's, so I thought, well, I do have um, homeowner's insurance and umbrella insurance for liability. God, she doesn't look safe up there, but I'm saving so much money. <laughs> Why does he have his pregnant wife doing the ladder work? You tell me. You tell me. He looked awfully busy on his phone. I was like, this is this is not my place. It's not my place. I stick to my lane. I'm upstairs writing comic books. Well, he's very active on social
1: media, I'm sure, and trying to get those likes. And so... Well, wow, but that's a great trick. I mean, I have had quite a few people come through. I've kept no information they've provided, so I don't know what the quotes are.
2: Uh, are you getting on Yelp to find them? What? Where are you finding these people? The, the the second bit of advice I'm going to give you today, and this is the second of 17 pieces of advice. I want you to take good <laughs> I'm notes. Taking, okay, yeah, I'm taking Yeah, marking you. it down. Everyone who's not watching, he's got a giant feather quill pen and a large <laughs> yellow roll of paper. Um, it's like a scroll of David <laughs> Dustmulchen's notes for Bridger. Um, number two is... I'm going to keep going back to this theme delegation 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 I have a wonderful assistant my incredible oh, assistant Jennifer right. who I say "Oh, Jen here I am full grown adult uh, homeowner a leaky <laughs> skylight for this isn't an exaggeration everyone don't spill your coffees out there six years but I forget about it until the next rain
1: It really the, the rain goes away and you forget and guess what each time it gets worse.
2: And so now we have a miniature pool, which my children love on the second floor of the house. Um, (laughs) Jennifer, uh, you know, I could use the Google. Sure. I'm sure I could, sure. but I'm busy, Bridger. Right. I am. I have coffee and comic book writing. You're and things floating around do. the house. Oh, I'm getting, I'm testing out inner tubes. There's so many cool new inner tubes. You'd be amazed. Inner tubes for what? For floating in my pool. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. And I, I do have a pool in the backyard, but who needs a pool in the backyard when I can have one steps away from my bedroom? Uh, so delegation, that's delegation, the rule of the day. Delegation. Yeah, that's, uh,
1: I mean, I've got my boyfriend. Maybe it's time to... Delegate. Shove some of this off on him.
2: Yes, and I'm sure Yelp... I'll ask Jennifer. I tell you what. Is it Yelp? I don't know. I really can't think about it. It's hard for... I'm getting on Yelp, but I'm hard... Do we believe in Yelp anymore? Do we? No, because we know that if... Like, if, if I was selling... Um, Hot dogs, let's say. And I created a Yelp account, and I had the um, resources to delegate, let's say, 10 of my employees to create fake (laughs) Yelp uh, user accounts and go on and say, because you can tell. Oh, it's so easy to tell. We're performers. Yes. I can smell performance a mile away. <laughs> I hope everyone listening can... Act. This is like John Waters' Smell-O-Vision. I want you to lean close to your laptop or whatever listening device you're using. Can you smell the performance I'm giving today? Trust me, it's not <laughs> as powerful or odiferous as the ones you see on Yelp sometimes. It's desperate. And you could. This was the best hot dog this is not my aunt's hot dog stand i would never create a fake yelp account to tell you how incredible the condiments i can't stop thinking about them we went on our anniversary (laughs) to get a massage at next to this hot dog place sometimes the stories are so convoluted so you get what i'm saying of course i yeah there i think there was a period
1: when yelp uh, maybe it must have been 2010. It's been years since you could get on there and be like, I trust this. In Were they some way. screened
2: for the truth? Right. Did they right. screen for the truth? Oh, I think it was like before. before for the you truth. Know, and then I, who was it? Elon Musk? T- no, was it? Uh, was it Mark Zuckerberg? No, I'm just kidding. I don't, <laughs> Someone <laughs> took it over and realized sure. why would we want to do that when we can monetize this thing so right. powerfully? Right. Because um, we all know, as performers, this is rule number three of David Desmalchins' notes to Bridger. <laughs> Illusion is so much more fun than reality sometimes, we love
1: isn't it? Just a, we love a little bit of magic, a little bit of smoke and mirrors, Escape even if it's fantasy. with a, a Yelp review of Chipotle. Oh, God. You know, it's so much fun.
2: For my anniversary, we went to Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> this guacamole. pure romance. It was.
1: <laughs> we finally rekindled that spark. <laughs> I felt like the server knew me. <laughs> uh, so, you, I mean, this leak, and we'll get away from water, but I do sure. want to just... Like when the rain began, was it like, let's brace ourselves, let's get a
2: pail out and no, put it under? No, no, Bridger, come on, you, 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 you have to understand. This has been for years and years, so it's not until, and the only is making that noise because there's now a puddle that it's in, and I, I was organizing old scripts from the attic that I had had in these giant Tupperware boxes. I was trying to make space and clear things out so that. I could delegate the responsibility <laughs> to my assistant to pick up these heavy boxes and take to a storage unit that I don't know where it is because why should I? She's the one who found it, and I think she found it through Yelp. Uh, but the, the, the boxes were underneath where the water was coming. Oh, no. So what did I do? I just took some of the good towels. Don't take the good towels, David. My <laughs> poor wife. She got the good towel. We just had our bathroom redone. And why would you put the good towels? And what are the towels going to do when you, you keep throwing a towel into a pool? Good luck.
1: Every towel in my house—the good towels, the bad towels—we used to dry the dog. It was every <laughs> towel if we that exists. And now, when I, I'm drying myself up, I'm, I'm thinking this was used to mop up flood water. What is happening in my life? And here,
2: this is the Hollywood way of solving this problem as well. Besides delegation, I'll tell you a quick sidebar. Um, I was having a really tricky time. Gosh, was this almost two years ago? Yes, my gosh, it, it was. It was the August of two thousand and twenty-one, so okay. a year and a half ago. I was separated from my family on a job, uh, going through some really difficult times. A lot of stress, both personally, professionally. One of the exercises that I work through in therapy is, you know, um, using the power of our mind to go to places that help us to regulate, get our breath back to a place of calm, trying to get ourselves. You know, back to our present state of being, and this magic that I found. I was in um, the lovely little island of Malta, working okay. on a oh. on a film, and I was so stressed and my physically exhausted. We were working these in crazy hours and crazy schedule, and when I would ever get a little break, I bought myself a cheap little uh, um, a scuba mask from <laughs> the the not scuba, you know, a snorkeling thing right, from right. the from the little Shachki shop on the way, and I would go float in the water and watch. The little fishes and just get zen and present and breathe through the, you know, of course, snorkeling <laughs> tube because you don't want to breathe underwater. Um, and that's now my place I go to when I feel like I'm getting bumped out of my uh, present space. So the great thing was I walk in, there's the water trickling through the thing, there's the pool in the floor, <laughs> the new floors, which we just had redone, by oh, the way, no. beautiful floors. Um, And I just, you know, I lay down in that pool, and I floated, and I didn't think about a thing. And my poor wife walked in and discovered me there and thought, he can't even... And how many snorkeling masks did you end up buying? I bought three because I thought that the first one was the right size. wasn't. Oh. Didn't save the receipt. This was like a tchotchke. This was like to a- save if was a receipt in Malta. Yeah, this wasn't a, <laughs> hey, can you look at my Chase app? Because I bought the, thing. you know, it was like, okay. And it was, what, $10. So I got another one and I was laying by the side of the water one day, terrible mood, trying to get zen <laughs> and really angry at the world. And I was just trying to do all I could to get to a good space. So laying there. And then I got- fascinated by how much litter there was on this beautiful beach so i went to clean all the litter and i accidentally put that mask in with the litter which i then tossed out third (laughs) mask is now at my home in sherman oaks okay and um it's a good one okay hold on to that yeah i will
1: i mean were you able to enjoy malta at all i'm so curious about malta maybe because of the maltese falcon there's some
2: sense of mystery there bridger They're flying over us right now because they knew I was about to talk about this, and TMZ has been dying to know my thoughts on Malta. They want the scoop. Tip four, whenever you've got a big tip and you go on a podcast, you save it till you know TMZ is hovering overhead. This is Uh, essentially the Madonna-Sean
1: Penn wedding all over.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So many helicopters circling. This is Justin Bieber's junk at the hotel room window. I have basically never... I didn't know anything about Malta. I'm, okay. I'm a big fan of of film noir, right, and I of love course. classic cinema. And so, the Maltese Falcon, as you mentioned, is my only familiarity. I honestly, I thought it was maybe you know, somewhere near Morocco in the in the Mediterranean. Right. Didn't really know, and this is near Casablanca. I'm not sure. So, when I got the opportunity to go, we'd been filming in Berlin, and then we went to Malta because it was a, a film that set aboard a um, giant sailing vessel in the 1800s, and they have these Ooh. big, beautiful pools um, that have been built for movies to. Put boats in and and their infinity pools. So the way that you shoot them, it looks like you're at sea, even right. though you're really in a safe, um, controlled environment mm-hmm. where they can cause storms. And it's very neat. I love I love movie magic. So I did have a little bit of downtime. It was it was one of these things. You know the COVID stories that will tell the tales for the rest of our lives. But it was one of these where it's like in the height of COVID. So they reserved this entire hotel. For just us wow which was wonderful oh, and i lovely. did have my wife and kids with me at first so they were having a blast because the whole staff was meant to bubble with us mm-hmm. so they weren't leaving and coming back. everyone was living there with us we're eating all of our meals together and going right to set and coming back there's a big beautiful pool a big indoor heated pool um it was our place right um, all inclusive, and it was nice. it was very nice, apparently wasn't nice enough for some of the members of the uh production company who then moved into <laughs> oh, the very crowded public oh um, no, yes uh <laughs> tourist uh jammed uh luxury hotel right across the water, and I'll never forget standing there and like looking around me, so all this is for this Nothing. is oh, and by the way, when I was laying on that beach, just you know getting myself present, this is one of the the many little um. Nudges that I received from that experience that put me in such a wonderful mood that I had to go float with the fishes because <laughs> I thought I thought we were all supposed to be living in this bubble together, but i don 't know maybe someone 's wife didn 't think it was nice enough or something, so then all oh, of a sudden, God, yeah, but hey, Bridger, this is note five this is hollywood <laughs> this is hollywood baby this is Hollywood <laughs> baby, so all. All bets are off. All bets are off. COVID rules, laws, they'll put the fear of God in you about one thing, then you find out they're on their private jets going to Austin, Texas for a concert. It means nothing. But this is Hollywood, baby. If someone's even mildly uncomfortable, it doesn't meet their standards, suddenly... Bye. Yeah. (laughs) Which is why I want to be the boss, you know? (laughs) I love being the employee, but it would be nice to be the boss once in a while.
1: I mean, David, it's really interesting that you bring this up, this, you know, kind of rule-breaking behavior. Nothing applies to me. I'm in Hollywood. Uh, I'll do whatever the hell I want. Heck yeah. Because this podcast is called I Said No Gifts. Uh Uh-oh. I was really looking forward to having you here today. I was really thinking we would have a good time. Thought David's such an interesting person. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna chat. I'm nervous. We'll we'll bond over our mutual leaking homes, (laughs) and then maybe move on. So I was a little—I don't want to say upset. Mm -hmm. I was—I was a little shaken when you pull up to my house and get out of your car, and you're holding a—I'll say it—a massive bag. uh, May I ask? Is it the Biggest bag that I think you've this may is the biggest bag we've ever gotten. <laughs> The next guest is going
2: to have to buy me a car. I feel so triumphant today, everybody listening. I want you to know I haven't smiled like this since I saw the Muppet movie in kindergarten. I'm grinning so broadly right now. All of my teeth, which I just got cleaned, are really (laughs) shining in the sun of this beautiful backyard oasis. We may
1: have to circle back to the Muppet movie and dental work. I love both of those topics. (sighs) Uh, But right now, I'm not letting you distract me. I'm keeping my eye on the ball. It's a PJ Masks gift bag. This is clearly a gift for me. I,
2: like, there's no question. None whatsoever. I know you well. You know me extremely yes. well. PJ Masks. It is part of the zeitgeist at the moment, and I like to tap into things like that. It's like there's pickleball, PJ Masks, and I don't know, a few other things that I feel like all the hip kids are into these days. Am I right? PJ Masks. Everybody's Br- doing brunch, it. Brunch, avocado toast, and PJ Masks.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the truth is out. Should I open it here on the podcast?
2: I would be very happy if you did. It's going to be a bit of a thing. Can I tell a quick tale? Of course. So I'm a bit of a mama's boy. I was raised in Kansas. My mother always taught me that if you're going to the first time at someone's home, perhaps the first time for a a business meeting, maybe any party, Mm -hmm. you never, ever, Ever come empty handed. Sure. And as a host of many, many, many gatherings, I'm a social butterfly, okay? I mean, our house is like, it is party central. We have a pool <laughs> on the second floor in case of anybody course. listening wants to know if they should come to a party at my house. We have kids' birthday parties. I don't just do the bouncy house, I bring in the wild animal guy. I don't, the we have grown up parties. Guy. I don't just bring in, you know, a uh, good DJ. We get live music. I mean, I go all out. But here's the thing I always say, Hey, no gift. Well, here I used to always say no gifts, and then people listened sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I just felt like I'm going to disobey, right, right, your order, sure, because I care, and <laughs> I care more about honoring the spirit of my mother than uh, following your than rules, my feelings, than your feelings and your rules. And if boundaries must be broken, they're damn well going to be broken. Well, so just to give you a, a little hint, I thought because we're just getting to know each other, we're just forging the foundations of this leak-bonded friendship, <laughs> I wanted to give you a gift that kind of reflected a bit of myself. And I went to one of my favorite uh, little nooks around the Los Angeles area that really tends to represent what, I, what I'm what i looking for and, and things that I care about. And I kind of struck out. And so <laughs> I thought, well, I'm just going to put myself on a budget. J. So C. I penny walked penny across J.C. Penny. fails again. The street, <laughs> As we called it when I was a kid. Did anybody else do this? Jacques Panay? No. Oh, yeah. Oh we called it Jacques Panay because we would always have stuff on layaway at Jacques Pinet. Oh, Pennais. I love layaway Layaway. layaway. I mean, it's June, maybe July. I'm thinking about Christmas. My poor parents. What a budget. I don't know how they did it. I really <laughs> of don't. Of course. But me too. But the layaway. The oh, layaway. Have, layaway is an incredible thing that I feel like has kind of vanished. Can I talk about the haircuts I used to get at Jacques Panay? You got haircuts? They had a little barber guy, a woman and a guy in the, in the JCPenney right near the layaway desk. You'd go in, they'd put, I mean, it was a straight up bowl cut. I don't know why my mom could have saved the $3.50. Uh, <laughs> terrible haircuts, but you could get your hair at JCPenney.
1: I'm remembering, I'm having a sense memory of the like con- shampoo conditioner smell when we would go to the catalog counter. The salon was right there. God,
2: It was like... What a time. What a time. What Beautiful a time. time. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I'm going to admit this. Publicly to the world, I'm. I could be a cheapskate. No, sure.
1: Uh, so i speaking wa- I, my language. I made a
2: little pact with myself. I thought, well, I love this show. I think it'll be fun. I can talk about it to Bridger. I'm going to say, I'm going to walk into this lovely goodwill, and I'm going to buy the first thing I see, <laughs> and that's the gift. Well, I should know myself too well by now because I walked in. I did buy the first thing that I saw, but it was so odd, and it just is so unique. And so, uh, I don't know that I thought, well, I don't want to just show up with that. So let's see what's the second thing I see. Oh, that was a good one. Oh, let's see what the third thing is that I see. (laughs) That was good. And then it just got out of control. I have a problem. I, (laughs) I don't know when to stop. So I'd love it if if you want to do this live together. Uh, my dear friend, um, Kat Bardot amazing makeup artist she sculpts eyebrows she came over last night and wrapped a couple of gifts for me some packed you emptied the Goodwill I did do you mind is that okay can we just make a day of this (laughs) can I I said it's gonna be a five-hour podcast everybody listening I want you to stretch I want you to get a big glass of water my exercises stay hydrated
1: Okay, I'm pulling out another, a wrapped gift, which is, is this Shining-themed wrapping paper?
2: It is. I love that film so oh, much. It's an important so film in my life, I'm sure. Such a beautiful So movie. many of ours. So, yes, that is, uh, that is like the, the, the carpet, carpeting right. of the hotel. David um, is doing a, a beautiful job of opening. I'm really good job happy. wrapping
1: cat things. <laughs> I'm not a good rapper. I'm horrible. I'm Devastating. So this is
2: one of the Goodwill discoveries that I'm very proud of because I want one. And I think it's important to give people (laughs) what you want so they know you better. (laughs) What is this? This looks like an item that may be unused. These are... I would not give you used, especially when you see one of the items, you'd be very disappointed. (laughs) I'm not going to give you clothes from the Goodwill, even though I've bought many a clothing item for the Goodwill. I didn't have time to go get it washed and get it all done. Okay, what... (laughs) <laughs> so this fast an, okay
1: so it's called so easy eggies yeah it never pe- oh this is something that tr- I truly want yeah uh, it's you know a hard boiled egg it
2: somehow peels the egg for you you hard boil the egg without the shell Bridger without the shell wait you dump I know the we're egg in the midst of an this? egg crisis right now and I know it's something that's really keeping us all up at th- night my dear I'm not joking my friend Elena called me this morning and said I had a terrible nightmare last night there's no eggs left in the world <laughs> And I'm not joking. I mean, this is a real problem. We know that there's, you know, uh, egg farmers out there struggling and people want their eggs. But like, I saw this and I thought, I'm still, I'm, I don't care. I know eggs are coming back. They they have to they return have at some to point. They come back. Yeah. What is the world without and an you egg? now have an Eggie's.
1: I've, so, how does this work? I truly crack the egg and then dump it into I the I asked my
2: assistant to look into it for me. I haven't gotten the full download on it yet. There's a PDF coming. Don't worry. I didn't have time to actually look into how you do this. I just buy the thing,
1: okay? <laughs> I mean, this is a. Tr- if there's ever been an as seen on TV, it's the eggies. I, I'm a sucker. That sounds like an award show. I'm a sucker.
2: You stick that little, it looks like the TV Guide logo on any box. Where's my credit card? Is this a business expense? How do I get my hands on it? It's an eggy. It's a hard boiled egg without the shell. It's exciting. Okay, let's keep moving. Um, you can go ahead Let me and dive pull. in here. So, so again, I, remember oh. this was the first item I saw when I'm I walked, something's... and I made a commitment to myself. I said, whatever I see first, I'm buying for Bridger. And I looked at it and I said, David, don't you don't you tiptoe away from this? Don't pretend. Don't avert your gaze. I mean, I you like bought that the what I'm squeezing here, if this is what I think it is <laughs> Oh
1: my god. Is this adult diapers? This is I don't an adult know. Diaper. I did
2: I don't all I know is they're 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 padded briefs and uh it's quick win. It's a sixteen <laughs> count,
1: brand new. These have
2: uh these are it's a sealed box,
1: so I'll be able to use these starting today. <laughs> Uh, and like I will I said, also. I wasn't
2: s- going to give you a used gift from the goodwill. That is not goodwill. That's the opposite of goodwill, Bridger, to bring you a, a package of used Prev-
1: prevail briefs. I'm going to say goodwill has marked these as tools. The label I didn't take tools. the price
2: tag off. I'm so embarrassed. To everyone listening, just know David I spent three ninety nine on these. Thirty nine dollars on a brand new
1: package. You should be ashamed. This Mom, is disgusting. I'm,
2: i really disappointed you. Uh, well, okay, I let's mean, keep going. I'm we gotta move on. I'm gonna set these
1: aside for when you know when the t- the time will come, okay. and I'm well, gonna need oh, to use the that? diapers.
2: What do, what do I see there?
1: Okay, should I, I see I... an ad. Oh, another as scene on TV. Let's get
2: into it. This is really special.
1: I'm gonna have a full Thanksgiving meal. Get ready. <laughs> get ready. I've got the Potato Express microwave potato cooker, which I feel like is the most unnecessary. Can't you just throw a potato in a microwave? It's
2: never as good. Bridger, give Cooks me a all break. Types Wait, of how potatoes. do you do? Let me ask. How do you do? You do baked potatoes? Uh, I
1: don't do a baked potatoes, but I've never done one in a microwave. We know that.
2: What a flex,
1: ladies uh, and gentlemen!
2: <laughs> I have to move my seat back because first of all, I meant to ask, do you do? Um, deviled eggs. I don't, I do a hard boiled egg. A hard boiled a egg. Okay. It's a great So you've snack. not been to like Protein say a summertime snack. barbecue
1: with a- With a deviled egg. Deviled egg. No, I, I'll show up with just a huge
2: loose bag of, uh, <laughs> hard boiled eggs, just wet as possible. I love a good, the jar of pickled hard boiled eggs. Can we oh, just- have you had one before? Uh, I, I, I haven't dared, but I know I'm going to do it at some point in my life. It
1: feels like it's, that's a mountain everyone should climb. Everyone needs- I haven't done it before.
2: I'll try anything once. There we'll, must be something to it. They're all over the nation. they well, they're internationally. It's a big deal. I, too. I believe that. I was. I mean, any any pub establishment you go into, it seems like in the world, there's one language that everyone speaks, and it's the language of the pickled egg jar.
1: Of, I I feel like other countries in general are just way more comfortable with pickling
2: than the United States. Some some more comfortable with pickling than uh, smiling, or <laughs> I don't know. It depends where you are in the world. Some people are more you know kind, but I always find the pickled uh egg jar and i always wonder and they never it just seems like no one's touched it in a long time but i think they last forever um they must just like the potato express for anyone (laughs) listening who's curious it's a timeless (laughs) gift it's something that really says i love you if you're thinking about the i know we've got valentine's (laughs) approaching um The Potato Express is, um, we we do baked potatoes at the okay. house. We love a baked potato bar, but we normally would rub it in olive oil, put some kosher salt oh, on beautiful. it. beautiful. You wrap it in aluminum foil, put it in the oven, right. and there goes an hour of wait time. With the Potato Express, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, as seen on television, you can watch your favorite show, and in just four minutes, you're going to have a fresh, hot baked potato. It's going to taste like it came right out of the oven.
1: Full disclosure, David is a huge investor in Potato Express. I, I do get kickbacks. You know?
2: They're <laughs> listening. They're like, wait, are you, are you going on? I said, no gifts. I said, I am. Why do you ask? They said, well, what would you do for 25 extra dollars? I said, I'll pimp your potato extra. Okay, next. Okay, I mean, let's put these aside because you, there are you, so many Do you items like to cook? I actually like to cook. I don't. You don't I cook, simply but you don't like to cook. cook. And this is the reason why. Because you're always afraid of burning your fingers. My fingers. Am I right? I'm famous for being afraid of burning, <laughs> burning my fingers. I live in fear, abject terror of possibly injuring these... Those really gorgeous. soft, beautiful hands of mine. Well, never never again, because this although out. this <laughs> was my nickname in high school, this is not me. Hot hands. <laughs> Hot hands. What That's was right. happening at this good... <laughs> <laughs> The amount of cooking items that this goodwill had to offer—that um, were
1: all—is this also as seen on TV? You can easily it open a jar. Be.
2: You can easily open a jar. You can grab anything you want, and no matter how hot it is, you're not going to hurt those delicate fingies.
1: Well, we'll post this to Instagram at some point. People need to see what's happening here. But the things they're suggesting with the hot hands—it's a pair of gloves yes. that are essentially. Uh, to protect your hands from burning, but they're showing, like, someone just grabbing hot French fries off of a cookie sheet. Absolutely. Somebody's pulling bacon straight off of the griddle. Is there a theme? And then we've got an egg. You a reach hard right into egg. a boiling pot restri- of water. <laughs> and if they used eggies, that egg will have a shell this is uh this is someone who doesn't own a single other tool in their home (laughs) they 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 don't have a spoon they don't have a spatula
2: hey that's one way to look at it rule six on david's notes to the hollywood aspiring podcaster is look always be using your imagination (laughs) always be using your imagination uh ladies and gentlemen hot hands it's amazing it's heat safe cooking gloves. You can use this for reasons that they can't legally put on the bag. <laughs> there are things that I know you can do with a hot hands glove that if you're listening and you're considering possibly doing some experimenting, uh I don't I I can't I can't even there's yard work you can do with it. There's rescue a family member from a burning home. Burning home. <laughs> um I mean before we get carried away with hot hands should we go? I, 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 this just I had to grab because it was. I mean, it looks used. It's not. I promise. And there's twelve. I mean, I guess our listeners need incredible. to
1: know what what we've. What is this thing? It's an Oreo Ultimate Dunking Set, which yes. every
2: home should have. Every home should. If, if you, you don't
1: have this, your life is totally this is a disabled. problem
2: I've had. Often I have a jar of milk because okay. I only buy milk by the jar. <laughs> I have a mug because okay. I only drink out of mugs, and I'll have a big, big, beautiful, long. A plastic box of Oreo cookies. And I don't know, because I've heard if you dunk Oreos in milk, it's a thing. <laughs> You've heard that's a thing. But I've never figured out how you to do it. You couldn't
1: cross that bridge. I, I you couldn't. not have the set. You didn't have the tongs that come with this. It's got, or little, tw- it's almost a tweezer.
2: It's ultimate. It's an ultimate dunking set. They Ladies and gentlemen, tweezers to dunk. You get two glasses, you get two cookie. Cages. cages do you know what a cookie cage is by the way <laughs> what does a cookie so cage i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie okay i've got a incredible five-year-old daughter named penny who is um just the funniest person i know my son arlo also one of the most funny people i know he's eight we do love a cookie dick dipped oh okay. we love a cookie <laughs> di- we love <laughs> we love a cookie dipped in milk that's another i seen on tv a whole other ass seen on tv <laughs> a cookie dipped in milk does tend to, if you leave it just a hair too long, start to crumble. It may end up at the bottom of you the mug. Piece. And my five-year-old, no matter how long it's been since she's washed her hands, no matter how much playground dirt is under those nails, she's going to just gladly reach right in <laughs> to that milk, causing me to lose my appetite and kind of pale and walk away from the scene and ultimately cause major problems for my family. Of course. This is one of the leading causes of the ruptured family in America right now. <laughs> cookie dunking gone wrong. Full now, medical emergency. With a cookie cage. What does the cookie cage? Are you putting it into the mug? You what? put the cookie in the cage, Bridger, and then you dip it into the mug full of milk, and then you have no worries. You can lay back for us. You could listen to this whole podcast as it stretches into its 17th <laughs> hour, and you can pull that cage out when you're darn well ready. That cookie's going to be soaked. It's going to have soaked up as much milk as you want. It's
1: going to be so...
2: And then you just, hold the cage above your mouth, open it, and there you go. <laughs> you've created a milkshake. You have. Do you have a favorite cookie? You know, I, I'm gl- thank you for asking. I, I need to know because Can this I, is a
1: topic that's very important to me. There's many,
2: many, many many things, and I know she's going to listen to this and laugh when I say it, but it's the absolute truth. And I can hear her right now saying, that's not true. I'm a Philistine in my wife's eyes. I am a guy from Kansas whose favorite food is still fried chicken. And I love a deviled egg. And I love, you know, I'm just, I'm simple, simple man, simple means salt of the earth, as some would say. I, (laughs) I love going to your chain grocery store and getting the, that cheap box of the sugar cookies with the pink icing, or sometimes the blue icing. Right. Um, the brand that I keep my eyes peeled for the most is Loft House. Although there are some knockoff brands, there's something about it that reminds me of being a kid and making cookies with Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even a smell to it that kind of evokes that childhood Play-Doh uh, sense memory. That is. That's it.
1: I love a loft house. I Thank mean, it you. is maybe the softest food on the planet. You don't need teeth
2: to chew a loft house cookie. You don't. In fact, it's why it's one of the hottest selling items <laughs> on the nursing home circuit today, <laughs> right next to Hot Hands. <laughs> Okay, let's get back into the bag. Bag, Let's get back in the bag. I, have, um, I feel like I've won a sweepstakes here. Um, so I've spent my life reading comic books. Okay, right. I love comic books. I love old you comic books. You write
1: comic books. I write
2: comic books. I, I, I love acting in comic book adaptations write. that go to film and television. One of my favorite things about comic books is, did you ever read comic books? Anyway? I did read comic books. Okay,
1: yeah. I, I, I'm like a, a casual comic book fan, I would say.
2: Got it. I am. I was comic curious as a kid, and then I went full tilt by f- third, fourth, fifth grade. And I love all form of comic books, but in the vintage and classic comic books, which still hold a very special place in my heart, they used to really utilize um, at least three, sometimes up to five pages in advertising and they would sell the smallest blocks of advertising. And it was just filled with the most incredible stuff that just tantalized me as a child, stuff that you'd see in the back of there like, oh, a magic kit, get strong Mm -hmm. overnight kit. This lucky (laughs) rabbit's foot will make all your wishes come true. This joy buzzer will amuse your friends. This joke book will make people like you. They knew how to advertise to me. And every time I had an opportunity, I would try and send away for these things, these magical x-ray specs that were going to come in the mail, and I was going to be able to go to the pool and look through people's bathing suits. Didn't work. (laughs) But um, one of the things that I loved that I would see in the back was um, an item that uh, has never lost its, I think. Oh, (laughs) and this is
1: interesting. It's a whoopee cushion, but we're not calling it a whoopee cushion. We're calling it a super whooper cushion.
2: This is 2023. And because there are issues with trademark branding, etc., I'm now excited to be the spokesperson for Super <laughs> Whooper. With Super Whooper, you get something so much better than any whoopee you may have made in the past. <laughs> <laughs> you may have made whoopee, but you have never made whooper. Where did the whooper come from? Well, How fascinating! <laughs>
1: I haven't, I haven't used a whoopee cushion or whooper. Let's be respectful here. Uh, <laughs> in
2: years, and this is a, a classic from the minds of the good folks at NASA comes Super <laughs> Whooper. This- It's a cushion that you inflate, and then when your friend comes over to sit in the oasis, Mm -hmm. you you distract them by pointing at maybe some exotic bird that's perched on a beautiful limb in your backyard, and while they're distracted, you slip the super whooper uh, under their (laughs) posterior, allow them to sit, and they're humiliated. (laughs) They're absolutely humiliated. Now I have the upper
1: hand again. I I don't have to worry about them taking control of the situation.
2: This is Hollywood. This is Hollywood. This is a tip that I think everyone listening needs to get out their their pens and jot down. <laughs> Always get the upper hand.
1: <laughs> Devastate people in any way you possibly can. That's all that matters. Humiliate them with them.
2: flatulence. I don't, <laughs> listen, I did sport a lot when I was in uh, a kid okay. and all the way through high school. Since then, sport just kind of wasn't a part of my life. I went to theater school right out of high school and then I don't even really watch anymore. And one sport that I've had zero, and I mean zilch interest in pursuing at all, even though it's actually not exaggerating, cost me some opportunities professionally to get to hang out with people who've invited me because I just never took the time to learn is golf. Oh, My son at eight decided I want to play golf. So I'm taking him on Saturdays to a driving range. <laughs> I know good? nothing about him. He's incredible. Wow. He's amazing. He hits the thing and it goes, and all these you know, very serious guys along the lineup nod, and they say, he's doing good, and they'll talk to me as if you know I know the things about the iron and the mm-hmm. thing, and I nod, and I go, uh-huh. <laughs> well, there was a gentleman next to us, um, every time he swung the, um, the club during his driving range practice time, was he would expel the most unique sound Um, from his (laughs) posterior. And I just tell you this quick anecdote to let everybody know, in case you thought flatulence wasn't funny anymore, you've never seen an (laughs) eight-year-old cry with laughter. Oh, this is so sweet. The way my son... But he tried to keep it together because he wanted to be respectful of this poor old guy next to him who every time he swung his club was playing the trombone.
1: (laughs) My niece is that uh, age, essentially, and the exact... uh, I mean, it's like a miracle, this sort of... Uh, humorage. It's all she wants. Where does that come from?
2: I thought they weren't funny anymore. And guess what? They're still funny. A seven to eight year old, it's the world to them. And honestly, I was also laughing. <laughs> <laughs> what sports were you playing? I kind of tried everything um, as a kid, but the the sport I excelled the most in because by the time I got to high school I was doing um, I would I was running in uh, the spring and and doing track and field oh okay um, but uh, wrestling in the winter okay and then my biggest sport that I was the best at was football oh um, wow I was um, I was a big boy by my senior year of high school I'm about six two and I weighed like two hundred and thirty pounds wow you were perfect I was, for football uh, hitting the gym I was very big my older brother was a really excellent basketball player. And I had seen his, my, I knew, let's go back to the Muppet movie. Okay. Kindergarten. I'm I'm sitting in the front of the theater at the Oak Park cinemas in Kansas. I was all of three and a half, four years old. And I mean, that experience so transported me to another place, watching Sweetums run through the screen into their screening room at the end of the film. I believed (laughs) there were Muppets in the space with us. That's how powerful that experience was. That was the first seed planted. There were many, many more along the way that always spoke to my heart that I thought going to Hollywood, because that's the, the theme of the movie. It's the friends. ultimate. Oh, of course. you to get on trip the road. And... Go make a movie. Uh-huh. Moving right along. Um, the Magic Store. I wanted to go to the Magic Store. But when you're a kid in Kansas, you just, nothing seemed like that realistic to me. And also my mom and I didn't have a lot of money when thinking about where was I going to go to college. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and so I was decent at football. And it was a ticket for me to potentially um get some support and help financially to go. And sure enough, by my senior year of high school, there were some nice good schools that were interested in having me come there. And wow. I thought I can get a English degree while I'm playing football. And then maybe I, I want my dream was to have been like the cool uh junior high or high school English teacher drama teacher who then also coaches football. Mm-hmm. I thought like that's a path I could see forward right, for myself. Right. But I had um Two really incredible teachers and a very, very supportive mother who said, because I was dipping out of football practice early, and thank God for Coach Merrill, who would say to me, even though we were getting ready for the big championships, he would let me, no coach would ever do this. And this guy was not what I would consider a progressive educator Mm -hmm. in the state of Kansas. He was pretty (laughs) old school, but he would let me leave, even though I was starting offensive center for his team, leave practice a little early to go rehearse uh, the fall play. How sweet. It was amazing. And the teacher said to me, uh, the drama teacher and my speech teacher both said, you got to go do this. You could do acting. It's something you you got to do. Oh, my God. And they helped me get an audition for a a conservatory uh, college program called the DePaul Theater School as well as several others. And I not only got in, I got the scholarship that I would have needed to go. And I, and I, I walked off the football field at the end of our last game which we lost to Lawrence High, and I think they stole it from us. You're never going to let uh, it go. Never letting it go. Uh, I kick the door every day. Um, <laughs> but then I never looked back. But, but I, wow. I did love those That's times. Amazing. Yeah. I would have never guessed that you were like college football material. Yeah. I mean, not, not like uh, Division One, Division Two schools, um, smaller colleges, but it was. I, was gonna, I knew I wasn't going to go professional. I knew I didn't have that capability, but there were recruiters, That's and I amazing. was definitely going to get the help I needed to get. Here's the other thing. My brother. I watched my brother play collegiate basketball, and he loved it. Mm -hmm. It was his life. It wasn't my. I knew
1: the demands
2: of being a successful collegiate athlete was that that is your life. It's a job. It's a thing. And I was. I was kind of by the end of you know. I was. I wanted to. I was always like, I need to go watch what's the movie I need to see. What's the Mm -hmm. comic I need to get to? Um. But hey, uh, the path. It worked out. Sitting. Those, uh, the in teacher, this oasis the, coach, in the they... heart of Hollywood,
1: <laughs> just absolutely ransacking a goodwill. Um, okay, let's, let's
2: get back in here. This is from my own collection and I just oh. wanted to share it with you because it's something we've already tipped on, but, um, I actually have two of these, so I would never give you if I only had one. I'm just kidding. I would, <laughs> I actually would. After this conversation, Bridger, I think we're very close now. I want to give you, um, one of my. From my collection of vintage, classic comics.
1: This is amazing. This is a really vintage comic, Crypt of the Shadows. This is from when comics cost 20 cents. Yes, it is. What year do you think this is?
2: Uh, It's in the 70s. I don't know exactly. Um, It's Crypt of the Shadows. Yes. And Marvel and DC both, as we all know, are the big publishers Mm -hmm. of comics these days. They put out... All manner of um, anthological horror comics back in the day, which featured amazing art, very scary and cool, spooky stories. They always had these great, shocking covers. And if you go back further in time, the publishers like EC and many, many others, Golden Key, were putting out these horror comics, and they've just held a special place in my heart since I was a kid. And I, I adore is them. This beautiful. And I collect them and read them whenever I'm just sitting around. Do you have a favorite comic? Of all time? Yeah, of all time. My favorite comic of all time is was published by DC Comics. It was a it was a, a limited part of an anthological series that was called The Weird War Tales. And there was this team of Monster mercenaries called the creature commandos. Okay. The creature commandos were made up of a guy named Lucky Taylor, who was like a Frankenstein's monster type GI grunt. There was a, a vampire named Vincent Velcro who had a bad <laughs> attitude. And you had uh, a werewolf, you had a Gorgon, mm-hmm. you and they were kind of like the way we think of I don't know if you you know like the suicide squad oh, yeah, in DC. Right, so right. like there's those disposable yes. bad quote unquote right. bad monsters that the government or whatever powerful entity you can imagine can say, well, you have to do this for us or blah blah blah. Right, so right. That was the the setup for the creature commandos. It was um and it was something I just I love monsters. I love superheroes. It it was the marriage of all of that. But I have many. I love the big monster comics or some of my favorite Werewolf by night and Morbius. I'm a big Swamp Thing fan. You, I,
1: you like a like a kind of gothic Oh
2: yeah! Horror comic book. Look at me. <laughs> you are kind of a goth. Look at me. I'm a gothic horror walking comic book. <laughs> what people don't know who aren't seeing me right, now, I'm wearing a flowing cape. It's my fangs are seventy out. feet long. Yes, there's six people behind me that helped carry this up the hill. Um, Vampire yeah,
1: I... teeth in. Is your wife got into this sort of stuff? She
2: oh, she has the hots for goth. She okay. loves goth like oh, who was that character on Daria? Um, she loved that that guy, like that look. So right. when she saw me, she was like, cause my wife, anyone who looks my wife up on the on the internet goes, so out of my league, she looks like <laughs> she should be the Hollywood starlet. She's not in the business at all. She's a, a very talented muralist, she owns her own business, oh. she's doing she has all kinds of design work that she does. But yeah, she can rock a goth. She wears a nose ring, she can do the makeup, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm definitely the more vampiric. I definitely look like I might've stepped off, you know, the set of, um, some hammer horror film <laughs> and she kind of sometimes just looks like this beautiful, you know, Bo Derricky, I I don't know, um, Twiggy, like, uh, I don't, Holly homemaker-y mix of all these hot things together. <laughs> so fascinating the way she, I just, I, I mean it like I can't, sometimes I look at her and I still am like, Thirteen years? Are you kidding? Wow, oh, thirteen years—amazing! But, but here's the thing: go into our home. There's a curio cabinet filled with skeletons and and bones and <laughs> teeth and all manner of bizarreness. And everybody always goes, "Oh, this is this is you." Or they say to her, "How do you let him put all this mm-hmm. stuff up?" That's her stuff. That's her stuff. Her stuff. Yeah. She's a closet goth. She. Yeah. Interesting. Evelyn Lee, closet goth. That's her next <laughs> business card. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, this is what I mean. It's so nice to get like a real display item. This is something that can go on the shelf with the other gifts, and I'll be using the rest of these That's gifts right, practically. You will.
2: All the rest of these so are going to be this is put terrific. to good use. Yes. Is there anything? Le- there is stuff There's left. One, in this <laughs> <bag>. <laughs> so, as a longtime Monster Kid Halloween fan, my favorite film in the horror genre is a three-way tie okay. between The Exorcist,
1: wonderful film, Takashi Miyake's Audition. Oh, I've never... That is probably
2: terrifying. Terrifying. I've never seen it. One of the most terrifying films I've ever seen, and it's a masterpiece. And Toby Hooper's classic masterpiece, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah, of course. One of the best uh, independent films ever made. It's an incredible movie. Um, I love Halloween. Halloween is a very important holiday to me. I love vintage decor and the old you know, kind of classics you'd put up the articulated skeleton or scarecrow in your window as a kid. Mm -hmm. Well, I found this wonderful company that matches, you know, horror cinema with these old vintage Halloween decorations. So next Halloween, when you're like, huh, what am I going to hang up to scare the neighborhood kiddos? I hope you'll consider... This gift <gasps> that you receive from David is It's Texas Chainsaw Massacre but um oh my god this Halloween is amazing. But yeah kind of
1: like retro vintage, retro vintage design. Style. Yeah. This and it's actually kind of terrifying. Looking. It is. They it's terrifying. They still beautiful. make it
2: look scary. Trick or Treat Studios. Um
1: I love Oh my God! Trick or yeah. Treat Studio. So they do this for all. They do a lot. They, of there's old one. They films. have
2: like a Hellraiser one. They've got a, I think a Freddy Krueger one, a, J, a Nightmare on Elm. I mean a, a Friday Thirteenth. But I picked this only because it's truly one of my favorite films of all time.
1: I love. Uh, what is this? What's this character's name? Uh, Leatherface. Leatherface. Yes. Yeah, of course. Leatherface. Yeah, it's Leatherface, and uh, he's holding the chainsaw. Yeah. This can go up in the window.
2: So you, you, I assume you decorate heavily for Halloween. Heavily. We Are you have... doing the yard? We do the yard. We do the animatronic creatures. Um, I do lighting effects. I have um, a wonderful, we have a wonderful attic space. We we, we found this really uh, incredible old home in Sherman Oaks. And when we bought it, it, it there's this big, you know, spacious attic. Turned out the previous owner who had grown up in the house, one family owned this house before we bought it. They, they built it in 1950. He had converted the house into a pot farm. Oh. After his parents passed away. And so the attic was one of his growing spaces. Oh, amazing. There's all this crazy uh, like electrical wiring uh-huh. stuff, and, but it's a big space. A lot of bees that used to be there. Now I've ethically moved the bees <laughs> good. to a we farm need yes, to protect we our bees. Got to protect our bees. But uh, I have this huge space. 90% of it is currently filled with my very well organized boxed collection of Halloween okay, decorations. It's okay. about 10% Christmas decorations. Uh-huh. And then. Uh, you know whatever the kids art or some crap
1: <laughs> um something much less important <laughs> something
2: much less important yes i i love to go all out with the decorations and are you buying new decorations every year i always treat myself to something <laughs> special every year i tr- i used to you know i've been doing this for a long time so i used to accrue a lot of stuff that was just the cheaper okay right. now it's i try to focus it more mm-hmm. i want something very special uh we definitely do themes what um, was last year's theme this last year's theme was cursed dolls. Oh, so, so um I have an amazing friend Autumn who's a costume designer and she collects uh all manner of creepy dolls and doll parts. Um when I was in Berlin, I happened to come across some spooky old vintage antique scary dolls, one of which we think is haunted. I uh <laughs> yeah, we did we did the whole house. I had a gathering at one point uh in which I I I had someone dress up as one of the dolls, but people didn't know it was someone in a costume, so they just thought it was another. Oh my uh, God, big, like a giant doll. doll! And then when they least expected it, it would jump up and come running at them. <laughs> it was really fun. That's wonderful. And do you have any ideas? I mean, we're months away from Halloween. But... Oh, it's going to be the 1950s. Uh, I love a double feature, like a science fiction oh, double sure, feature. Sure, sure. So, to, did you? I didn't even. I didn't even let you finish your question, Bridget. It's <laughs> November first my wife will come down, see me staring into the middle distance <laughs> with this faraway look in my eye. And she goes, damn it, you've already started, haven't you? <laughs> and I say, babe, I started like, I start even before Halloween of it all. But yes, I know next year. And I think I know the year after.
1: As well. Wow, that is amazing. Uh, right before we started recording, before you arrived, we were talking about uh, trying to plan Halloween costumes in advance. And how difficult that is Okay, pushing it aside until the very last minute and then the
2: panic may june is a good time to start brainstorming it's not but it's never too late here's the thing it's never ever too late you can always be creative and i think that it's it's something you shouldn't stress about you should have fun with it this year we wanted to do we like to do theme costumes Mm -hmm. sometimes group costumes so i did you ever see the, um, the 1990s version of Anne Rice's interview with the vampire? No, Was... and I should. Okay. I feel like I would really enjoy it's it. It's a great film. Tom Cruise, of Brad course. Pitt, um, uh, Kirsten Dunst, and uh, Antonio Banderas. In the film, at one point, because of bad things happening in the States where the story starts, Brad Pitt and Kirsten Dunst flee to Europe. Okay. And they wind up in France because they're looking for um, help. And there's another coven of vampires there who run this. Grand Guignol Theatre Company, and it's run by Antonio Banderas. He plays the leader of this coven. Um, Stephen Ray, who's an amazing actor, is kind of his Lothario henchman, right hand. Looks a lot like the design of Long Chaney in London after midnight, if anyone's familiar with that, with the row of razor teeth and the top hat. Horrifying. Um, And in this really horrifying scene, it's just so dark. The two vampires are sitting in an audience of humans watching this stage play, and the audience is uncomfortable, but no one believes it's actually real that the vampires are killing this woman on stage, <laughs> oh which they are. Um, this woman comes running out onto the stage in this beautiful white dress. She's blonde. She's beautiful. She looks like Bo Derek. And they, the vampires rip the dress open. She's topless. They feast on her. <laughs> so... For our Halloween theme this year, I was the Stephen Ray character. Okay. Um, I loved that. I did the top hat, the, the the tuxedo, the whole vampiric look. Kat, who wrapped your presents today, she's a makeup, truly like a, a makeup department head who works on big shows. She's an amaz- amazing artist. She was Antonio Banderas. Oh, amazing. She did the full thing. It was incredible. <laughs> Eve, my wife, played the victim on stage. Oh, my God. So How she does that work? Topless. <laughs> It was not for handing out the candy bowl at the trick or treaters. The trunk or treat. Um, she put some pasties on that, you know, made it, okay, sure. you know, uh was oh, incredible. Yeah. And we, and she looked incredible. And then our amazing friend uh, Nikki Griffin showed up to our gathering and she was dressed in the Kirsten Dunst look. Wow. So we did a whole, you know, photo shoot together. It was you amazing. Have to. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. I love the idea of vampires running a theater and kind of the community theater drama of it all. I feel Absolutely. Like-, <laughs> like, I was supposed to be curly. No,
2: I was supposed to be curly. Yeah.
1: I love it. Wow, that's incredible. I I
2: really admire that Can you that imagine commitment. vampires doing Oklahoma <laughs> or like music, man? It's gotta happen. Here's the thing. <laughs> what we do in the shadows just steals... Oh, I mean, they are the best. They They've cornered steal. The I mean, market. They, they steal my heart. They have got my, they are the best. It's so great. I need to see them participate in like a community theater that, production. That should be
1: the next season. You should be on that. You should be a special guest star.
2: You know, I'm going to put this out to the universe. The next time I see you, I'm going to be like, thank you for saying that I should be a guest star <laughs> on What We Do in the Shadows because someone was listening to our podcast. They immediately you said, get me that creepy goth guy, Dest Mulchin. <laughs> who gives people Depends as gifts <laughs> to honor the spirit of his mother.
1: Wow. This is, I mean, I have, I mean, the amount of usable gifts I've gotten here. I've had guests bring a lot of gifts before, and it's essentially just they've dumped a trash can into a gift bag. Every item here is going to improve my life in a, some way. I'm going to be grabbing deeply hot Deeply personal. Yeah. Uh, Just making egg after egg in this little dish uh,
2: and scaring the neighborhood. Usable gifts. This is note 19. (laughs) Uh, Always come with a usable gift. And if you can't be a usable gift, I'd like to consider myself a usable gift. I wish I was more handy around the house, but um, yeah. You're a very practical item, I would say. Yeah, well, I know how to do a couple of things well. I know how to memorize lines, show up and, and hit my marks, And how to write comic books. All useful skills. Thank you.
1: And again, you're really, uh, you're selling yourself short. You did contract my home. Uh, I did. And you did an excellent job. I have I a did. few complaints. There is water pouring into one of the rooms. But this is the thing.
2: I that's not my problem. <laughs> until <laughs> I see you see a in 30 court. Day, we have a thirty-day uh, money-back guarantee. After thirty <laughs> days, I'm sorry. That's why we do all of our work in LA in May, June, because we know it's not going <laughs> to rain until the following December, January, <laughs> or February. I shouldn't
1: have found you on Yelp. This is my fault. But I have, I have a 5.0 rating <laughs> on
2: Yelp. <laughs> Thank you, Aunt Joanne.
1: Uh, I think it's time to play a game. Let's play. Let's play Gift Master. We haven't played that in a while. I think you're going to excel. I need a number between one and ten from you. Seven, please. Okay, I have to do some light calculating. Light
2: calculating. Meanwhile...
1: You're going to do whatever you want with the the microphone. Recommend, promote. Here I am.
2: It's Dave Desmolchen time. I'm taking this moment to ask all of you kind listeners out there to go to your nearest comic shop. If you don't have a comic shop near you, get on the interwebs and look up Count... Crowley. Coming out in comic shops on the middle of February, we're going to see Count Crowley Volume 2, Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter. That is going to be in comic shops everywhere and it'll be released in bookstores everywhere in March. So please find your way to your nearest comic shop or bookstore and purchase Count Crowley, Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter. It's the graphic novel, That is the compilation of all of the recent issues of my comic book. Thank you. Do it. Absolutely do that. How did I I do with that? Perfect. Really? So
1: perfect. Can I get a grade? I would say that's a solid A (gasps) minus. Some people kind of
2: hedge, or
1: like, and then you know that they have something, and then it's like, just say it.
2: Are you kidding? You give me an opportunity to self promote. <laughs> just do it. The just, opportunity's there. I've got my tap shoes, I've got my <laughs> little portable spotlight. I carry a microphone. If you didn't have this microphone with me, I've got a plug in. <laughs> You'll see the door me. is open. I'm at the Grove every Saturday out there <laughs> shilling my latest picture. <laughs> you're I buying call call pictures
1: on late night TV. Yes. You're doing it all. Um, we're going to play Gift Master. Gift master. Uh, I'm going to name three things you can give away as gifts. Then I'm going to name three celebrities. You're going to tell me which celebrity you're going to give which gift. And oh, I applied. love this game. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into it. These are the gifts you're giving away today. Number one, this is a listener suggestion, which is a kind of a rare new thing that li- listeners are contributing to Giftmaster. I support eggies. Eggies. It's not <laughs> eggies, but eggies should be a gift. Uh, it's the key to the city. The key to the city. So that's a uh, could be a valuable gift. It's kind of a. And we're we talking about Los Angeles. That's up to you. Oh, okay. Okay. That's Thank completely you. Completely up to you. Marvelous. Uh, number two, military secrets. So that's uh, that's highly confidential. We don't know what they'll do with it. And number three is a mysterious map.
2: A mysterious so,
1: map? Yeah. And again, that's these kind are of, great. These gifts. are good gifts. Wow. These are thoughtful. I'm feeling interesting.
2: intensely insecure about hot hands, gloves <laughs> right now, and uh, depends, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, you'll be giving them to Viola Davis. Viola incredible. Davis. Edie Falco.
1: Incredible. Bono. Incredible, inc- incredible, sure, incredible, incredible. Uh, incredible. Three uh, kind of legends in their own ways. So uh, I'm absolutely. curious what you're going to
2: do with all of this. Well, um, <sighs> Viola Davis is one of my heroes, Every, artistically uh, and personally. Hero. Yeah, she is somebody I um, I've had the opportunity to work with a few times because um, I first met her on the set of Prisoners, the oh, Denis right. Vin- Villeneuve film, which I I never. I mean, I'd been on one big film before that, The Dark Knight. Right, but of course. That was a brief, you know, uh, experience. And then when I was on Prisoners, all of a sudden I was I was there, I was in Georgia, and it was all these movie stars, all of whom were very cool and wonderful. But I um, I, I say it was Viola Davis who was the first one that really, like, connected with me.
1: Oh, that's so and wonderful. She and
2: she and I were sitting in little chairs and just talking all night, and she was telling me some amazing stories. And I wish... I could, off the top of my head, remember where where it was, which city she grew up in. I believe she grew up in Rhode Island. Okay, I could be wrong about that, but I believe she grew up in Rhode Island. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the key to the city, because I feel like the key to the city is something you give someone who's a hero. Right. And who's somebody kind of who's inspired right. um, people in many ways. I want to give Viola the key to the city of the town that, she grew up in if she hasn't already got it she maybe she she's probably been given already it has so, it, so you know what i'm gonna say let's give her the key to los angeles there she we go. the key to this city because um she really is every day every 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 project she does every time i see her speak every way she uses her platform i feel like she's just so inspiring she and truly does it all i want young people to um there's some people that are celebrities that are just wonderful at acting and they don't need to, you know, go beyond that. But she does. She really, like, props people up. I feel like she's brought a lot of amazing artists into our line of sight because she uses her platform to, like, promote great, you know, creators. So, yeah. So, Viola gets the key to the city. And what do, uh, do you have any idea what the key to the city does? Does anybody Absolutely. know? Yeah. You if know- you have the key, it's a, it's a big gold Key. It's like something you could get at Party City. It's not real gold. Uh, They paint it though to look like that. And if you want, at any time, if you're one who possesses the key to the city, you go to Town Hall or City Hall, depending on what they like to call it in your part of the country. You go to City Hall, there's a room. And this room is only for those who've been given the key. You go in the room, there's a secret knock. You take your key out, you put it in a lock, you open the lock. Inside of there, there is basically it's like one of those gifting suites at the oscars we love a gifting they, suite. they've got hot hands they've got eggies <laughs> they've got prevail new fit daily briefs they've got basically anything <laughs> you can dream of and you just get it you take it i mean what a power and there's no there's no like oh i've taken too much that nah, i feel guilty no you take go for it you, you want four of those they're yours. Take a lifetime supply of the, the yeah. Diaper. There's an Oreo cookie Dunkin' kit that only the most elite are allowed. <laughs> <laughs> so there's what you get. But, um, oh, I'm so I think glad this to have the military that. secrets, right? Which really aren't uh, hard to come by anymore. Apparently, <laughs> I uh, I made a donation. Got to go to a dinner at this really luxurious club in Florida. <laughs> it was crazy. Two for a dollar. Um, I I would say. Did you say? it was edie falco. edie falco yeah well because she knew how to keep all the secrets um on the sopranos on the sopranos oh yeah, yeah of course she, she spent years learning as an actor because i believe she's one of those actors that doesn't just surface do it mm-hmm. i mean she's another inspiration for me is genuinely saying this as an artist as an actor i've never seen that woman deliver a false note like she shows up and you know how much she puts into the work right. and it's it's incredible, she's so great, so I think she probably spent a lot of time thinking about what it's like to be a mom boss's spouse and and the secret keeping and all of that. so I feel like she's the person that's used um, to it yeah and for Bono, gotta love Bono interesting <laughs> sidebar. Are we all on the same page here? It's like you two, never has there been a band that goes so in and out and in and out like they do. I mean, there's been times in my life where I had every one of their CDs on the dashboard of my Chevy celebrity driving around (laughs) Kansas City. There's times when I would have hidden those CDs in a box in the farthest place under my bed, but yet they still come back. And he's a guy who's used his platform, in all seriousness, in a wonderful way. I would like to give him this special, mystical, magical map because I know he's finally going to find his way to... A place where go <laughs> oh my ahead, God. come on, this is incredible. We're going there. The streets
1: have no, they have no name. name.
2: They have no name.
1: The streets have
2: absolutely if you don't no have name. That map, you can't find them.
1: He's been looking. He's and been looking, looking a
2: long time. Wait, is that a U2 song as well? I s- still a long time. F- still haven't found what I'm looking. What for. I'm looking for? Yeah, I think they may be all one in the same oh is that point. the same song i, I, I don't know
1: <laughs> we're sh- really showing our U2 ignorance here so this is <laughs> shameful uh but uh, i mean how beautifully played you really landed that plane in a gorgeous way effortless uh, not really this is the final segment of the podcast okay we're in hour 34. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're going to wrap Somebody it up. Somebody call them
2: the Guinness people.
1: <laughs> they're on their way. They're, they're speeding over here as we speak. They've got stopwatches in hand. <laughs> the driver is sweating in yeah. <laughs> traffic. This is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. I mean, their circumstances are pathetic. They're desperate. They need help. I'm a charitable person. I assume you've got a little room in your heart to help. Give.
2: Give and give and give. Sometimes I keep giving. (laughs) And I give so much, I have to just slap myself and say, stop it.
1: (laughs) Stop. Well, let's answer a listener question. Let's do it. Um, this is it says, Hi Bridger and honorable guest. That's a nice thing to say. I could use some gift advice. A brief background. My friend of ten years and I are just patching uh are just patching up our friendship after a little misunderstanding and several months of not speaking. I really value her friendship and want a gift that says, I'm sorry, I've missed you and also to celebrate her graduation. She's an excellent gift giver, and I often feel my gifts pale in comparison. It's just not my love language, and also we have quite a bit less money than she does. I often feel guilty for being on the receiving end of her generosity and not feeling like I reciprocate adequately. Help! She likes food, cooking, and animals. Has a dog, cats, foster kittens, and a backyard of poultry. Love, Hannah. Uh, Okay, so... uh, backyard of poultry what are we talking do we call a live bird poultry i don't know but i i'm
2: I'm imagining chicken breasts everywhere everywhere all over the hey egg shortage Uh, hannah's friend this is why the the theme of this podcast (laughs) she was stealing her friend's eggs (laughs) and not getting permission there's a hannah in the hen house as they say there's a Hannah in the house. Um, this no. woman is an
1: egg thief. I mean, months of not speaking after think, a little Bridget? misunderstanding.
2: What do you think? I, I want to defer to you. You're the expert here. I want to hear your thoughts first. I mean, the situation is so
1: unclear to me because we hear little misunderstanding, but then several months of not speaking, that feels like a big misunderstanding yeah, like a to big me. a big misunderstanding. Maybe and she of course, ran over
2: her foot or something. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so we have to assume her friend was in the hospital. Her hospitalized friend for friend months very possibly comatose maybe that's why angry. they weren't speaking she just
2: woke up <laughs> she can barely remember when i was remember. speeding away from my egg heist <laughs> i accidentally ran over her foot Sending her into a coma a for deep months. coma. She woke up and she has acute amnesia. So I feel like Hannah's got to take advantage
1: of this situation. For all we know, the friend doesn't remember what happened. Sure, sure. She's ready A to... good friend would never, wouldn't they? A good friend they would let it put go. It, let, put let it, it go. behind yeah. them, put it behind yeah. them and yeah. be ready to mend the fence. Mend so it. Hannah shows up to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Huge gift basket. Uh, we know the friend likes cooking, cooking? and animals. animals? Uh, so maybe there's a mix of like her favorite snacks her favorite treats and then some sort of live animal a live animal what what sort of animal fits in a basket like a, these like, days like
2: like uh I mean are we talking about like a chinchilla oh a chinchilla is like, a good thing. you know gift. you can get a chinchilla these days at Petco and I, I know like you you're a little them them tight on the funds Hannah <laughs> but I swear I saw a sale the other day they had some <laughs> chinchillas it seemed like they were on their way out it was like buy one get one free maybe or 50% off a chinchilla chinchillas are cuddly um <laughs> That's a good gift. When a pet goes on sale, that's pretty
1: heartbreaking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that feels bad. Uh, <laughs> Just, but you've got to take advantage of savings when you see them. You do. It's a tough time. We're heading into this recession. You need to save as you can. And Get yourself as many, a chinchilla discount as, chinchilla. as Possible. I don't know. I mean, giving someone a gift that's a pet—that's a big. If you know her well, Hannah. Honestly, I—I I mean, the fact that your friend loves food. The friend—the friend loves. Does she love cooking? Was she that loves included? Loves cooking
1: and food. One in, uh, they go hand in hand, I suppose. I'm not gonna. Uh,
2: I don't think I'm gonna surprise anybody here when I say the eggy is truly one of the best <laughs> things to give somebody who cares about cooking. If you want a hard-boiled egg without the shell, which who doesn't? Your friend, the fact that she's into poultry, she's got a backyard full of fowl, or uh, you know, raw foul mood. But now we're coming out of it. <laughs> You're gonna brighten her spirits, fluff her feathers, and you know, every serious chef
1: knows you've got to have an eggy in the cupboard. Eggies, eggies for days.
2: Um <laughs> but I'm happy that you guys are, you know, are are talking again. I've had that happen. I've had uh, friendships that uh, that that were kind of on the ropes for a bit. Well,
1: you're you have a lot. You
2: get into a lot of fights. You're yeah. you're a pretty contentious person. Note 12. Remember, always win fights with friends. And if you don't, <laughs> make sure to get to the trades first to let them know you did. <laughs> I, th- I mean, the notes on this episode, you
1: have you've I should so start my wisdom. own podcast. I know <laughs> you should be some sort of life coach. I or, want to do
2: a podcast. It's called "Please Bring Gifts," and <laughs> the
1: person shows up every time empty-handed, and so you desperately give advice <laughs> I to fill the th- air.
2: Speak ill of them on the public <laughs> airwaves. No, I I wish you luck, Hannah. I hope your friend. Uh, I hope you get. The, you know, cookware is always nice. Cookware um, is
1: good. I, I love a good pan, a nice pot. What a, a you know a
2: meat thermometer. A meat thermometer is very important and they're always kind of, you know, they're always coming up with new bells and whistles on Mm -hmm. a meat thermometer. I think that, um, you know, time with you is important and if you uh, are up for it, and you want to actually put in the effort since you're low on funds and show her how much you care about this friendship, maybe do the research and practice a couple times and put together a, a meal from an, a recipe that oh, um, you could prepare and have her over and make your dining room look like a little restaurant, put the candles out, you do the whole thing. And, and that says to her, you know, I, I love you and I miss you and I'm glad we're friends again
1: lovely and also you're setting her up for another fight as the friend kind of snobbily says well you tried your best you
2: tried your best
1: and then we're back into the cycle that hannah and her friend have probably been in for decades and
2: and and the friend says did the recipe call for that much cumin (laughs) we answered that question so perfectly yeah these eggs these hard-boiled eggs have shells and (laughs) we're
1: just eating them straight out of the shell if you'd
2: only zipped over to the goodwill hannah (laughs) You could have saved this friendship forever.
1: Uh I'm glad we're getting Hannah back into the toxic cycle with her friend. I am too. Uh, that's obviously what it's built on and she can't complain. She's got to be happy she wrote into the podcast, no complaints. David, I am so happy you could have come here. I mean, you could come here today. I could uh, have come here and you guess could what? Have come here. I did. We set up the opportunity and you you went for it. He
2: could have? He should have and guess what he did? <laughs>
1: I'm so happy. I've had such a great time with you. you're amazing. Uh, This is
2: fantastic.
1: I've got gifts for days. Uh, I'm going to be enjoying these, my life. It's a new chapter for me. It is. uh, Finally, I'm turning a corner.
2: New leaves, new New chapters. The Uh, leak will be gone eventually. No yelp. No No yelp for Bridgie. No leaks 2023. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Honestly, it's been a blast. I really appreciate it. Thank Uh, you.
1: Listener, You've spent uh, a good two days with us at this point, uh, and we appreciate you hanging in there. Uh, You haven't eaten. You're dehydrated.
2: I hope you're wearing your Prevail. Yes, certainly. I hope you strapped into that in
1: hour one. Uh, Otherwise, you're a mess. You're a disgusting mess at this point, and that doesn't feel good. We're at the end of the podcast, so you've got to move on. You've got to pull yourself back together. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nilsen, and it's beautifully mixed by Liana Squilacci. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Cotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts?
0: I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts, your presence is presence enough